0: Welcome to Combat Thoughts. I'm Robbie. I'm Lee. And I'm Alex. We're going to take a deeper look at the culture and philosophy behind martial arts. Hello and welcome to episode 58 of Combat Thoughts. This week we are discussing Muay Thai in the Olympics. Uh, Muay Thai is put down as one of the sports in the next Olympic Games and we're basically just discussing what effect that might have on the sport, uh, what we might see to come out of it and who we might expect to do really well. Uh, We're discussing essentially the social impacts the impacts on the sport um and the impacts that different countries might have on the sport so i hope you enjoy More on the olympics so uh to recap the situation at the moment um so it's been come it's i think it's confirmed for the Oli- next olympics or at least provisionally mm-hmm. confirmed i'm still a bit confused we will assume it's going ahead for the next olympics um Rules as well. I don't know if they're officially confirmed, but uh, I think what they're currently standing at is this is going to be three rounds instead of five, and uh people can be padded up. So as well as gloves, they can have shin pads, knees, elbows. Uh, yeah, that's that's the extent of the list. I don't know if they're wearing headgear or not, but, but yeah. I, I guess it's a bit of a moot point after they're padded up that far anyway. Um, And then, yeah, I think the things we want to discuss are going to be around, firstly, how that's going to affect the sport. Um, I guess, in theory, it's going to be around popularity and sort of a bit more of a presence on the world stage uh, and whether it's going to change the rules. And, you know, people have been speculating whether it's going to be more like wrestling, which has done extremely well out of the Olympics, um, versus, you know, some other martial arts have kind of complained about the effects the olympic has and especially at least in the jiu-jitsu community everyone looks at judo and goes oh shit that's not mm-hmm. ideal so yeah just i guess we want to just start with how it's going to affect muay thai in general so for me off.
1: i have one big point to make around the pads and things like that um i think that because of the way they're going to compete it's going to be over multiple fights over multiple days you're going to then qualify for like semi-finals or whatever and then there's going to be a final you're probably looking at six or seven fights over like a week maybe Mm -hmm. so i think for protection wise and to be able to kind of keep the fighters i i I understand why it's shin pads and i understand why it's big gloves i think that what's going to happen with that though is i think clinch work is going to get completely redundant in muay thai i think Mm. if they're wearing 16 ounce gloves to clinch with 12 ounce gloves is difficult and I think when you put, if they put 16s on them, 14s on them, I think they're going to be too big and clunky And I think it's going to take away the clinch side of the sport.
0: Well, actually that kind of interests me because um, I had a quick review of our last Muay Thai one about um, what was it? It was just about like the philosophy of Muay Thai. And there was a specific bit in there, Alex, where you were talking about something. Uh, I've forgotten the guy's name. Um, Sam actually you know i don't remember the fighter's name uh you were you were sort of quoting a fighter about saying that it's not like the real muay thai and muay thai right. shifted a lot more towards the clinch side of things kind of yeah. sounds like it's actually put going to push it back in the other direction back towards the proper muay thai if you want to call it that
2: hmm. yeah i guess i guess if we're if we're going to go away from uh from clinching that that is the the thing that he was saying Again, I, I can't remember the, his name. Again, he's like a fucking legend, though. And, and he was, but I think it's not just him. I, you know, I've heard um, Sanchez saying it as well. Um, those guys prefer to to be a bit more playful and and play at a distance and that kind of thing. So for them, I think it's also it's not really their style to go uh, into a clinch. So maybe they're also saying it because it's not, it's not <laughs> it, it doesn't thing. favor their style. Um, but yeah,
1: but I think when you look at athletes going into the Olympics, like there's a whole cohort of fighters where clinch work is a big part of their game, and I I think they're going to go into the Olympics and be like best in the world at Muay Thai, ranked in the stadiums and whatever, and then I think they're really going to struggle, I, and then I think it then looks more like a say kickboxing fight because you- it's gonna be hard to clinch.
0: Do you, do you think the um the gloves are going to have that much of an impact? I mean, if you were going to add on head pads, which are uh, helmets, I don't know if they are or they aren't. I can see how then it's going to become a real hassle, just so, yeah, the so, bulky okay. equipment you've got.
1: Working on the assumption that it's bigger gloves, so 16s, 14s, and headgear, I, it's just getting a grip of somebody. And then if you get a good... Mm. Plum grip of somebody getting out of that's gonna be really tough as well
2: yeah no it is um the ioc i'm reading a like a bangkok post um it was in in 2011 they, they wrote an article and they're saying that the ioc is required that all boxes must wear headgear and other protective gear so that's going to be
0: interesting i think also for elbows it makes it a bit a bit weird um I, I kind of agree with lee on the elbow point though you can't have people getting cut up for yeah. six days in a row it would be ridiculous because no. if you got a cut no. on the first day you'd be out you're for done. the rest of the tournament and you yeah. know it's not unlikely you're going to get cut and win the fight i i actually agree with at the very least the elbow pads just mm-hmm. because yeah. the olympic setup doesn't really it's not how muay thai is done do you think they're going to they're going to wear knee pads Yes, yeah, I'm quite certain there uh, that knee pads are confirmed.
2: Yeah, because I guess like yeah, obviously they'll be wearing shin pads, but it's not going to be enough, is it? it? It needs to go past the knee as well.
1: It's going um, like, to be like the tournaments they do in Thailand, where like the different countries come together, the IMS or something, where the kids, a lot of the kids go over and train, and they're full bodysuit, suit, head guard. Oh, yeah, they got the body suit. And I, I don't think they're going to put bodysuits on them, but I think it's going to be a nah. lot of padding because. Okay, do you know what on TV? If you want people to watch Muay Thai, and you've got elbows and heads splitting open, people like that. We know people like that, so they're going to get people watching it. But they're going to have really short Olympic kind of days there because they're just they're going to get a cut and then it's done. It's over. So I I completely agree with why they're doing it, but I'm thinking about mm. how that affects the way people train and the way people look, because a kid starting at seven, eight and nine, then who is really good might be looking at the Olympics as their goal of what they want to achieve rather than go and fight in the stadiums in Thailand or I I don't know, move into MMA so that they're probably going to then change completely the way they fight because it's going to be a little bit more conservative. The, The way boxing, right, is amateur boxers are nice, big, long boxers and they score points with jabs And then when they go to the pros, you really get the ones who rip to the body and get nice and in close. They they don't do as well in the Olympics because it's about scoring points, moving on to the next one. And Mm. is that going to change the way people train Muay Thai? Because the end, because that's where you get funding from as well.
0: Well, I, so there's a counter to that, they are moving it from five to three rounds uh, to make it more, firstly, fit into a better time schedule, but also to make it more spectator friendly. You're not going to get that feeling out round. So I kind of see what you're saying, but I actually think it's going, if anything, the sport as a whole is going to be more energetic and it's going to be more active simply because mm-hmm. people are going to have fewer rounds in which they're able to well, score points, compete. They need to win every single one. They can't let one slip.
1: I mean, the first two, that's the other thing as well, is the way they score it, because everybody knows the first two are written off anyway. So they fight three rounds anyway, because the first two, they're just there. Um, and it's just Yeah, but there, is no,
0: but there is no feeling out process, which is a legitimate part of the game, is to feel them out and feel what you're going to do. There, is, there isn't that anymore. People are just going to have to go into it like they do in MMA or boxing. They can't, and it's it, it's going to be a lot more aggressive.
1: There's risk. So if they go out like that, aggressive, and they get caught with something and they get cut. They know their Olympics is over because one cut with stitches, you're not fighting the next day. You're not going to get <laughs> yeah. medically signed off. So I think <laughs> uh, they're going to fight at range because they don't want to get close. They don't want to catch elbow. Well, what, a,
0: a that's where padded up. That's cool. with head guards, and knees though. Yeah, yeah I that, mean, that's not only are that's you where less was... to get
1: cut, but
0: also knockouts. Uh,
2: I mean, that's... Yeah, that's exactly... Uh, I, I was thinking, uh, like, as as you guys were talking, how would it work in terms of, you know, the styles? Uh, someone like... Um, someone like... Uh, fuck, what's his face in, in one championship that's, like, really big now, going to fight... Rod D, Tang. Um, Yeah, Rod Tang. Um, like, he's his style is, like, walking... You know, walking into, basically, punches and, like, walking into people. Now, that is a legitimate um let's say a legitimate strategy in 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 uh, fighting in the in the stadiums because let's say Muay Thai uh, in a lot of ways is is scored upon like someone's like physical presence in the ring right like someone being um difficult to knock down and, and like just pushing forward now if you if you're geared up is is it going to favor the fighter like Rod Tang because they can just keep walking forward and probably it's going to be harder for, to knock them out, um, and is it going to is it going to skew the scoring in that person's favor because they're, you know, if if we're going by the the types of scoring that you see in the stadiums, I don't know if I, I, the rules probably will differ, but say that it was like that, wouldn't you think that it would favor those fighters?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it's going to be like Dutch style. I think it's going to be long strikes and a low kick and then move long strikes and a low kicker move, just because that's the lowest risk for both of you. So you you both move on healthy at that point. I, I think the 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 ability to continue fighting is going to... Especially the early stages. Let's not talk about the kind of semifinals and the final. Let's talk about the early stages where most of the fights are going to happen. I think it's going to be a conservative fight because in the back of everybody's mind, shit, I've got to do this again in six hours.
2: Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting, I think... At the first Olympics, uh, when they do it, because they might all go in fucking guns blazing, yes. um, and then they'll realize, <laughs> oh shit, we still got more fights to come. But you would have to, you would have to think maybe you know there are some people who have had experience, maybe not directly tie boxers, but like kickboxers, they've had experience um, doing tournaments, right? There are some tournaments where you fight maybe twice or three times. Even Glory does them Mm -hmm. um, where where you you might be fighting three times. So I guess there are some lessons learned from from those fights.
0: True. I mean... (sighs) I think um, it might be interesting to see how they're scoring the fights as well, Um, because that bit I'm not sure about. Um, Because obviously boxing in an Olympic context and boxing in a professional context are actually scored extremely differently. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas, you know, in the Olympics, you want to get hits is basically how you're ranking it uh in a professional context it's kind of like "Eh, i think that guy won the round or 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 whatever i don't know how they're going to do it in muay thai if it is going to be related to hits or if it's going to be more of a traditional way of scoring it Mm
1: -hmm. yeah and i think that makes a big difference because if they do change the way they score it and it's just kind of every hit counts the same say i think it, it becomes like boxing and low kicks but then You've got the, if it's scored, as it scored in stadiums? You've got the kind of the body kick being the the kind of king of all. And it's kind of, is it going to be a lot of rangy people blocking with body kicks, kind of front kick and a body kick away? I, I think what I'm trying to bring this back to here is we're talking a lot about fighting like that, not at the kind of clinch. And I, I think it is just going to make the clinch a bit redundant. And I'm, mm. I'm not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just a... I think with the way it's going to be set up, I think the clinch is going to go. um, And I think we're going to kind of see a a death of the clinch.
0: Well, that is a thing to consider, is Olympic Muay Thai and professional Muay Thai aren't... Well, if you are right, and it is the death of the clinch within an Olympic context, do you think that's going to leak across to professional real Muay Thai as well? Because, I mean considering it comparing it to boxing boxing has a very large professional competitive scene mm-hmm. and so does muay thai and it's not like this um number of hits style in the olympics has um you know influenced boxing in a great way as at least as far as i can tell uh mm-hmm. it's not like um judo for example which you know though it has its own world championships Um, doesn't really have a huge professional scene and so obviously the olympic style has transferred across very strongly to uh, uh, judo outside of the olympics as well i wonder about muay thai which way would go
1: yeah well you think when they they kind of it depends where you go right because in boxing you have you have two types of person don't you you have two the type person who does the amateurs to turn pro and they've always got pro in the back of their mind. They they they're aware that's where the money is. That's where they want to go, and their style's kind of ready for the amateurs, but also incorporating that. And then you have got people who are full into I want to fight at the Olympics. I want to do the Olympics, and their style. When they go pro, there's a conversion time where they have to change back, and they they have to become a pro boxer. You look at like um, I think it was Lomachenko. He had like mm-hmm. six fights where he was just trying things to become a professional boxer and fight like a pro. And I think that'll be the case of there'll be people who go in, it'll be quite fun to see actually, where it'll be like a generation of amateur Muay Thai fighters go into like the pros and then Mm. they might get clinched to death or they're really not scared of elbows because the pads protect them and they've got head guards and they've never been cut, And then they go shit and they've got a big gash over their head and the refs like carry on. And I I, I like that. that'd be quite cool. I, I mean the kind of the sadist in me is quite looking forward to that. Um but I, I think there'll be two styles. And I think the one that'll win is where the money is most prevalent. Because you look in kind of Thailand, a lot of the people do it who do it for their families for money. The the reason they fight and the reason they do it is to help their family and pay for their family's bills and their accommodation and food mm. and things like that. they don't care It's not that they don't care, but their driving factor is the money. So wherever the most money is, that's where they'll go. And I feel like gambling and the way it's set up in Thailand will kind of still be a big proponent of that. Well, if you're talking about
0: gambling and that whole scene, I don't think the Olympics is going to cross over. The Olympic rules is going to influence the main ones in a great way, especially because... um, (sighs) Well, I don't know how it's really going to get set up because obviously you can get Olympic funding and long term but if you're talking about actually getting paid for fights, you need those fights they have at present, those <laughs> ones that happen every weekend in order to make enough money to feed your family if that's if that's well, what you're doing it for. It
1: depends because if you look at the way the Olympics is set up here, it's when you when you win something, you kind of become a bit of a celebrity for a bit. There's there's yeah. loads of athletes who then go on and do talk shows and then do presenting and things like that and it can lead to that thing and then i think this goes back to something you mentioned at the start is what's the what's the viewership of olympic muay thai going to be like are we going to get like a generation of celebrities off the back of it because people go this is probably the best fighting sport in the olympics and it's really interesting or do you think people are not going to be interested in it and not interested but kind of like the way taekwondo is where it's you watch a couple of fights and you go, "There's a lot going on," but I don't know any of them. So I I wonder if it might be different. But we we keep talking
0: about it in the context of Thailand, but obviously Muay Thai is a pretty global sport at this point, and mm-hmm. I do wonder if that whole celebrity. I don't know what the culture is like in Thailand to be quite frank with sport with with athletes.
2: I think uh, you can for sure become a celebrity, like the guy that we were talking about earlier. I, I just remembered his name. His name is Samat uh paya Karun, and he he was a he was a massive celebrity in uh in thailand when he was fighting and a part of that was actually because he actually became a, a wbc world boxing champion uh after like being in the stadiums he then became a, a boxing champion so yeah I, I mean and i i think someone like um workout he's massive in thailand like huge yeah. mm-hmm. So, but but the question is, can how much money can you make, right? Like, maybe 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 they do still uh, as a celebrity, you can make a lot of money in Thailand. Uh, That that I don't know. I think in the UK, you for sure can, Um, because yeah. It's it's like you were saying about
1: coming out, and if they rush, right, and if it's like the first fight, and they just both meet in the middle and have a real big scrap. You can see now scrolling through your Instagram, can't you? And seeing the highlights. There's like a head kick knockout. You can see it on your highlights on your in on Instagram. I think there's a, there's a hmm. bit of an incentive for the fighters to make it entertaining, make it exciting within the rule set and whatever like that. But make it exciting because if this takes off at the Olympics, like you're gonna be set for life off the back of it because it's, it's then going to be a big sport. It's gonna give the sport kind of validity and kind of more a lot more eyes on it. I watched loads of shit at the Olympics that i have never seen before. Like it you're gonna get lots mm. like last um, last year, like I, I watched BMX riding and was like, this is brilliant. It was, um, day, wasn't it? It was really good, but I, I never would have known that without it being in the Olympics. So there's gonna be mm. loads of people like me who'll see a sport like Muay Thai who they never would have thought anything about it and then go, Jesus, this is pretty good. Or, if it's really boring, they're going to go, uh, uh, shit, move on to the next one.
0: Yeah, well, I guess the comparisons there are like karate, um, which obviously didn't do very well in the last Olympics by mm-hmm. the majority of people's, from what I've heard. I've not really seen any studies on people's opinion of it, but the way it was presented. But that's also because they tried to heavily influence the rules and then did some silly things with if you hit them too hard... You get DQ'd or whatever, mm. which is what happened yep. in the championship, right? Um, but mm. I, I don't think they're trying to do that kind of stuff with Muay Thai. So I, I would predict a massive uh uptick in the number of people doing it, to be honest. Because mm. we kind of think that Muay Thai is a super popular sport. And to be fair, like within the UK, within a martial arts context, it's pretty popular. There's quite a lot of people who do it. But in comparison to sports as a whole, rather than purely martial arts, not many Mm. people um and probably not many compared to stuff like at least not many young people in comparison to like judo and things like that i think that by having it in the olympics you'll have a massive uptick in the number of people doing it in the uk at least um and elsewhere
1: is it going to be a marginal uptake though and i've just thought of this because the sports you mentioned judo are not direct contact do a lot of people not do Muay Thai because parents go, You're gonna get punched in the face. That's bad for your brain? No. Or I'm scared of you getting hit and hurt? No. Is the uptake gonna be marginal? Because the people who wanna do it are kind of happy to be punched in the nose. Nobody likes being punched in the nose, but like the people who take it up, are put happy up with to do it. That. Yeah. And it takes like a there's a bit of fear when you first start because you are gonna get punched in the face and all that kind of stuff. Like, is it gonna be a marginal uptake? Because people a lot of people just don't want to get hit. And I think that is where a bit of BJJ's popularity has come from because you only really find out about how how bad your body gets fucked after you're about a year and a bit in when your knee's fucked and your back hurts. To start, there's no barriers. You think it's great. You're just rolling around five times a week.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, I see that, but also there are going to be less cuts. It's not going to look nearly as brutal. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciate maybe not a huge uptake because it is a sport where You're still getting hit in the head, but I mean, if you are reducing the number of cuts and you're reducing how scary the sport looks in general, um, if anything, that might encourage more people to do Muay Thai on its own, mm-hmm. let alone the fact that it's in the Olympics, just the fact that it doesn't look as intimidating anymore. So it may well be that you get this whole movement towards a an Olympic style Muay Thai in countries like the UK or yeah you know in many places whereas in Thailand where you have this big scene already of people doing Muay Thai in a more traditional original way that uh you know the 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 style won't change at all and the style will maybe they'll have the olympic and the original one mm. whereas mm-hmm. over here we're kind of shifting towards more the olympic
2: yeah i think i think uh, maybe an interesting thing is that it could actually make sparring a bit safer uh, because, you know, uh, some gyms, you, people wear head guards, but a lot of gyms don't uh, yeah. when you do sparring. And if if it's now, you know, if now you're, it, it's kind of sanctioned by the IOC and is you know, you see it actually being done that way uh, as a sport, then they might, you know, people might actually start padding up a bit more.
1: Do you know what? That where uh, Olympic funding might really help. Is because mm. there'll be an agreed set of pads that are used, and the Olympic funding might give grants to gyms to buy. How many Muay Thai gyms have you walked into when you first started and you kind of didn't have any of your own gear, and there's just a bin of gloves and the, yeah. the padding's this thin, and you had those yeah. paper shin pads,
0: and half of them are moldy.
1: Yeah, and it was like, oh, just take a pair out of like I used to when I first started Muay Thai I used to train in these and I used to put them on intentionally because they had a hole in the thumb <clears throat> and there was no padding in the knuckle I felt like I could hit people harder with them and like <laughs> they was the reason that was the reason I picked them out of the bin now if a I, little yeah I, I, and then you buy your own and you grow into it but if you walk into a gym and there's Olympic funding in place and you've got a grant and you can have 50 pairs of gloves that they use in the olympics 50 pairs of shin pads 50 body pads or whatever else and they're all there and they look after them and they go right sparring get your olympic gear on actually you're in bigger more padded things it's a bit safer it's a bit more Hmm. i remember one of the first boxing gyms i went to they had the bin of gloves and you can only hit the bags with them and they had these like pristine 16 ounce gloves and they were saved purely for sparring And then when Mm. it was sparring time, they took you over to the ring and you all had to put your 16-ounce gloves on, you all had to put your head guard on, you all had to have your mouthpiece in, and they'd check you, they'd check your gloves, and that was when you sparred. And it was quite a good system because I was a 13-year-old, 50-kilo kid with 16-ounce gloves on. I I was never going to hurt anybody.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is a good system. And, um, yeah, I mean... Maybe you're right. It might make it a bit safer in general if people are a bit more encouraged to uh, pad up.
1: Mm-hmm. And it kind of again, it's it's the barriers, right? It, it looks nicer. It looks safer. It looks it looks a bit better, like, which would probably mm-hmm.
0: help uptake as well yeah. in younger people.
1: Because that's the thing you don't you're not trying to build up taking people our age. We're we're past it. Like we're we're gone. What you need uptake from is kids. You need kids going in. And the biggest barrier to kids starting a sport, especially a combat sport, is parents. Parents need to feel comfortable doing it. Now, when I have a kid, I don't know for sure, but I feel I'll be quite comfortable taking my kid kid to a BJJ gym or to a Muay Thai gym, because I've done it. I know what it's like. I know they'll be okay, yada, yada, yada. But if you've got Dave down the road, who's only ever played football and cricket, he's like, like, fuck, is my kid getting punched in the face? Whereas with olympic branded gear and he's seen it on the tv he kind of knows what it is nobody ever really gets too hurt it's kind of like it's not this like underground sport that sounds a bit dodgy it's a legitimate sport that you see on the tv every year every four years and you can put your kid in it and it's a bit safer so I, i think i'm kind of going back on myself i've been quite contradictory on myself in this episode but i think it could drive something from like youth up yeah it'll be
0: interesting to see because obviously we've not been able to see a comparison of before and after with boxing because it's been in the olympics for so long it's kind of hard in today's context to tell what bringing it in effect would have and especially because there's much less of a pro kickbox a pro muay thai and indeed kickboxing scene in this country rather than boxing um maybe the comparisons aren't perfect so it'll be interesting to see what happens um i think
2: i, I mean i i agree with your point that um there might be an uptake in in the younger generation but i i kind of feel like there is a possibility depending you know it, it really depends how how much the culture will change and and it's you know it, it, it won't be after the first olympics i think this will be a while into Muay Thai being in the Olympics where maybe gyms will start having a different culture in terms of sparring, in terms of, you know, being more uh, safer during those, uh, you know, those uh, fighting rounds. Then you might actually see, I think even like adults, because I I think there are a lot of adults who don't want to do it because they also don't want to get punched in the face. Mm -hmm. Um, And if the cultures in the gym change due to, um, you know the Olympics making it somewhat safer, less bloody sport. Maybe it will also influence the older generations. You know, I think it'll also
1: bring back as well. Not not bring back, but kind of push. And I, this is based on my experience of a very few number of gyms, but a lot of the gyms I know and have trained and like know around have gone more towards MMA because there's more demand there. So there's less pure Muay Thai gyms. You have to seek out a Muay Thai gym mm. because they're they're, mm. they're, they're double-hatting, really, because they've got a brown belt teaching BJJ classes. They adjust their, te- their teaching to be like MMA striking because there's a lot of demand for that at the minute. If the Olympics goes well for Muay Thai, I think what that might bring back is the demand for a Muay Thai gym, a strict yeah, Muay, Thai, Muay, yeah. Muay Thai gym, and it gives those people who... Just want to be a Muay Thai coach, the ability to just be a Muay Thai coach. They don't have to worry about appealing to the masses because ultimately that's how they pay the bills. And they go, mm. if I call it MMA striking, I get 15 more people turn up. This yeah. might send it back the other way.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting. It'd be nice to see, um, you know, culturally speaking, just in a specific Muay Thai gym. It's
1: yeah. Nice. They're hard to find sometimes. Like I, we're in London and they're not plentiful in London. No.
2: I, I remember trying to look, and there were very few actually. Yeah, it's, um, it's maybe like a couple or something. Because everything else is what you say. It's it's an MMA gym that does Muay Thai classes.
1: And I, I don't um, blame them for doing that. I think they no, realized a few years ago that if you double brand it, you you get more people signing up.
2: You, you do get more people because the people who do jujitsu might want to do a bit of striking, and then yeah, and then, and you pay one membership instead of exactly. two, right? Because that's another thing. But it, I think it, it, you you are missing uh, culturally a lot by not having a specific like pure Muay Thai gym because you're not going to learn the Y crew in yeah. in a MMA gym, but in a pure Muay Thai gym you might do. I right? do like right? the picture they Naya. released
1: of the Olympic <laughs> rings made of Monkons. I, I thought that was quite a good picture that they released.
0: Oh, I've not seen that. Yeah,
1: it's quite a cool picture. But yeah, it's that it's that kind of. I think there might be a shift back to. Um, more traditional Muay Thai gyms, which, which yeah, would that'd be nice to see.
0: Yeah. So, Agreed. one bit I think we should touch on are um, what. I mean, we've touched on how the rules are confirmed to, to have changed. Um, I thought we'd touch on sort of a longer term idea of, well, compare it to judo. Um, and the fact that ju- so judo has been through several if- iterations within the Olympics and has had several rule changes. Um, I mean, I, I guess m- maybe this would be a, a bit of a short bit. I'd say I don't think it's likely that Muay Thai is going to see the same long term rule changes as judo. Because judo had a few changes because it was getting too similar to wrestling and didn't really have its own identity as a sport and wasn't very easily distinguishable Mm -hmm. but the big difference here is that there is no sort of comparable thing to muay thai Mm. in the olympics at all the closest things we have got are there's no kickboxing in the
1: olympics no but you've got kickboxing as a sport
0: but it's not in the olympics okay um which was the trouble because you had freestyle wrestling and and greco-roman wrestling and you had judo um and judo was becoming very much a jacketed wrestling style um and was becoming a little bit yeah they wanted to bring in more throws and the the, the throws were vanishing which is why the the rules changed up so much now i Mm. considering the last olympics i don't know how successful that's been but (laughs) that aside um yeah, I mean, I, I unless they start changing the rules for karate or start bringing in K1 or something like that, I would expect Muay Thai to stay pretty consistent for the next few years. Do you, do you guys any have any have any thoughts on that? I think I think um I I would
2: side with you on that one because um maybe maybe it's due, partly due to also the fact that like you said judo doesn't have a professional scene. Um it, it's it's mostly just, yeah, the amateur, which means it doesn't really have something that it needs to sort of look like. Um, whereas mm-hmm. Muay Thai, you have a professional scene. So if it starts going away from the pro- professional, and this actually is similar to karate, right? You, you don't really have a karate professional scene. Now we see it with the Japanese, uh, what is it called? Fucking karate... Ah. Yeah, you know, they, they you know this bus routine and um,
0: oh, combat karate,
2: yeah, uh, combat karate. Okay, so now now we're starting to see it, but it, reality is that there wasn't really one, and um, and I think maybe that will prevent it from you know getting changed up too much because then people are going to see like the professional
0: and it's like, hang on, this is really different. Yeah, um, have you seen the thing that Lee has just put? <laughs> on our chat so because people obviously can't see this lee has put up an article saying kickboxing muay thai and sambo receive full olympic recognition which (laughs) has thrown an absolute spanner (laughs) in everything we've just said (laughs) (laughs) however i'm I'm
1: here to save the day because i i I think i have a point about this okay cool
0: because so, because the kickboxing bit has really scuppered that
1: <laughs> so like, again we've just i've just had a google and it looks like kickboxing is going into the olympics which if it does great as well for them i think what's going to happen um and what might happen if based on my assumptions which were wild around the clinch being redundant but if that does happen kickboxing and muay thai don't look too dissimilar at that point and i think it'll be on the people who run muay thai to differentiate themselves somehow um and i think they'll have to do something to differentiate themselves and okay knees elbows you can kind of hold the clinch a bit more i get that but i think to the mass public there's not going to be too much difference so i think there's a risk they could get it really right and introduce a really good rule I, i don't know what the rule is but there's also a risk that they could introduce a really stupid rule which then ruins the sport, similar to like you were saying earlier around judo and things like that.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I mean, especially because we've been saying that with the additional padding, it's likely to become more kickboxy rather than clinchy. All right, yeah. I mean, let's see how that goes. Um, I think the important point, the important thing to do in that regard then, is to make sure the clinch does stay a very integral part of the Olympic sport, so that Mm. Muay Thai keeps its own identity. Um, And well, I
2: guess the knees, the knees are also uh, knees holding uh, a kick, catching a kick. mm -hmm. Um, Those are very and and elbows, of course, is, is a big one. So so there is there are still still but but maybe you know elbows will become more of of a point scorer um than Uh, than
0: trying to cut someone or if we are if the changes we've been talking about do come through elbows are going to become much less effective because people just can Mm. be fighting at much longer range so actually elbows Mm. naturally will remove themselves from the sport there is catching kicks fine and there are knees fine Mm. but if you had two sports and one of them had knee cat leg had kick catches and knees, and one of them yeah. didn't,
1: show that know. show that fight to your to your gran and ask. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it's a thing. Is there any difference? Your gran would say no. Nah. Go to your local pub and find like your like whoa football football football. Find that person and show them that those two fights and go. Is there any difference? they they'd say no. And I think Mm. that's then, there's a pressure on the whatever committee runs the Olympic Muay Thai Federation to then do something to be like, this is Muay Thai, this is how we're different. And, Mm. And I don't know what that is because, well, we'll see what plays out, but there is a big risk that they screw it up.
0: Yeah, I mean, considering that, I mean, now I want to have a look into the kickboxing and what version of kickboxing is being brought in. But if it's K1, I mean, K1's derived from Muay Thai anyway, for God's sake. I mean, it's derived from like Muay Thai plus the um, like more European styles of kickboxing. But to be quite frank, they don't look very different.
1: Yep. Well, the Thais used to make no. loads of money, didn't they? Just go fighting in K1.
0: They, yeah. they yeah. they'd
1: get invited. Bukow yeah, did it. How did it loads. It was it was like the move to make to go and prove Muay Thai was more superior and things like that. It was, yeah. it was what I happened.
0: mean, didn't didn't they specifically uh, remove extended clinches from K1 because all the ties kept going yeah. over and absolutely smashing it?
1: <laughs> so, but, so, but then that's the thing of that was in like no pads. You put pads, and then that clinch is more difficult. It, it kind of looks the same. So, I, I think. Well, we we run the risk of having two very similar sports in the Olympics at the same time. And which one do you watch? To be honest, and I know this is, the, I prefer Muay Thai, but it's because I know Muay Thai. If yep. you put Muay Thai on a page and you put kickboxing, again, Mr. General Public looks at that and goes, kickboxing, I know what that is. Muay Thai, they might hmm. not know what it is. So they might not watch it. So again, you run a risk with that. I mean I'm all yeah. about branding now. I'm going into like the the branding and promotion of Muay Thai at the Olympics and how you make it work and stick. But there's a there's a lot you need to do to make it. You've got to get people watching it in the first place before you get any of the externalities that we spoke of before.
0: Yeah, um well, I think then we kind of agreed that the important point to Continue with is a as a, a significant amount of clinch game within Muay Thai Olympics, so that it keeps its own identity. Without mm. that, yeah, I mean, one of them might start getting stripped, or they might start making weird rules changes in order to keep the sports looking very, um, very independent of one another, like happened with judo. Um, so, yeah, we'll have a have a look what the pad what the padding effect has.
1: Yeah, mm. Or they might go the other way, they might just take all the pads off.
0: You can't do that because you can't <laughs> fight six times in a week with no elbow pads and no head I'll tell
1: you what, the person who wins the gold medal will win a real game of attrition at that point.
0: Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if that happens, Muay Thai is likely just to start getting stripped because you're not going to get any people fighting all the way to the championships.
1: So I, I did want to cover one more thing kind of about this. If we kind of yeah. take ourselves to the next Olympics and everything we spoke about today is pads, big gloves. Um, if you look at gold, silver and bronze, who who you taking for uh, medals? Mm. Well, I, I think
0: it's hard to bet against Thailand, isn't it?
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah well, I it mean. depends
1: who they throw out because you've got to imagine the first year of muay tight. they could throw whoever's best at the time out but do not something there's something quite poetic if like sanchai's like i want to give it a go or has like yeah i want to give it a go
2: but can they i don't know can they because because what, what doesn't like you know the point of the olympics is is an it's an amateur sport can you yeah but how would it work if someone's had professional fights can you still become an olympic athlete
1: so then it's just going to be 16 year old kids who we've never heard of
2: yeah that could happen,
1: which um, would be weird. <laughs> I don't
0: know if there is an official rule. I think it's sort of more like guidance within Olympics that it shouldn't be professionals, and then after that, um, it's up to the individual sports. As far as I'm aware, mm. in order maybe to they just have themselves. to. So it's hard they, to say what the rules are actually going to be,
1: because that's the thing. Maybe about, during like, the th- if you look at like Great Britain, we'd quite pull if we could pull people from like one and stuff, if you imagine you'd take like John Haggerty and think people like that, hmm. like we, we'd look quite good, but they're fighting in like, what's the equivalent of the UFC in Muay Thai. Like if they throw that professional rule, I'd, I'm not sure who wins and does well. Well, I mean, you
0: guys probably better clued up with the international Muay Thai scene than I am. Um, i like our chances to an extent though it feels like um for sure where do we compete as yeah we'll compete as the united kingdom won't we rather than mm, yeah. yeah well yeah because i mean one has a weird number of scottish muay thai fighters as well so mm-hmm. fuck it between scotland and england i, mean, I yeah, think north- there's a
1: hell of a lot of good people in ireland as well
0: well yeah, yeah. there you go all right
1: Northern Ireland, you mean or Well, I mean, I was just saying Ireland as like a, a small nation that'd do quite well.
0: Yeah, um well I mean then I like Britain's chances, um yeah well, United Kingdom's chances, um Ireland may do well then, Thailand, um Holland obviously needs to yeah, be I think up to the, the discussion. Just
1: they've got so many people.
0: Yeah. Um I don't know how much of a Muay Thai scene there is in like Russia mm. Mm. but obviously Russia does pour a lot of resources into the olympics well, as sambo, does china
1: sambo's going into the olympics i know i'm putting my money on god yeah i mean <laughs> i want to have
0: a discussion about that but we're just going to get really off topic but i just don't understand how they're going to distinguish now between freestyle wrestling judo and sambo mm. that's going <laughs> yeah. to be ridiculous but it's just
2: uh, shorts so. instead of pants full trousers it's that's the going distinguisher really
0: <laughs> mixed up but that is not the topic of this podcast so let's not do that
2: no but yeah I, I think that's we've covered a lot of good stuff here um and it's it's certainly going to be interesting to see the i think the long term effect for me is the most interesting um I think the first Olympics are going to be interesting for sure because we're going to see what the rules are going to be and all that stuff. I, I think they haven't renounced whether they're going to be in Paris yet um, they want to, but I don't know if it's going to happen but it's I think it's going to be really interesting to see the long term effect on the sport.
1: Mm -hmm. I think rules, rules, rules and judging are going to stand out as the big two interesting points for this. What are the rules? What are the scoring and how do they judge it? And I think that's going to make it really interesting because you see with boxing, how kind of controversial the judging can be. Um, Hmm. I I think it's going to be interesting to see how it goes. I think it'll do really well. I think it's one of them sports, one of those sports that you watch it and you can, you can lose, 10 minutes watching it and then suddenly three hours have passed and you've watched six fights and you're like shit it's pretty good and it it does happen like especially with the if they do shorter rounds so if they do three three threes if they do i don't know three twos in the early rounds and then it goes to three threes in like the later rounds things like that i think you're not wasting a lot of time watching a fight you're not 30 40 minutes to watch a fight you're you're 15.
0: three twos people are gonna go Balls to the wall. Yeah.
1: And it, do you know what? It'd be fucking cool to watch. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll have to see.
1: Cool. So I think let's keep an eye out and hope it gets to Paris and then uh, we'll come back and moan about all the judging and what's gone wrong with it <laughs> yeah. afterwards. Let's do it.
2: We hope you enjoyed that episode. If you did, please consider subscribing to the podcast and checking us out on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram under the name combat thoughts we'll see you next time